one of the one of the topics at the top of my list that we really haven't dis discussed that often that much is uh, COVID and this whole Corona thing. Um, wearing masks, being forced to wear masks, being forced to stay in a house. Um, there's a lot of talk about whether it's as serious as people make it out to be. There's a lot of talk about this vaccine coming and whether we should take it. Some people are saying, hell yeah. Some people are saying, hell no. Um, I know that was a lot that I just threw out there, but generally speaking, what's your take on, on a lot of these particular uh, subject matters surrounding the whole Corona situation? Someone is, they're trying to get in. They're, they're trying to log in yep. to the, the group right now. I got them right now. Okay. Um, okay, so you said, <laughs> pertaining to COVID, um, I truly, I'm indifferent. So I believe that COVID is something, it's serious, you know, to certain people, but um, I don't think it's as serious as they make it seem. And I, me personally, me and one of my roommates, literally this whole, right when it started, we did not care. We were out and about, no mask, nothing. We weren't really, we weren't stressing it. And I think maybe it might've been the stress and the fact that we didn't have stress and I, and like my parents didn't really, you know, stress the fact that, oh, you got to wear a mask. You have to clean this. Like I, I clean it's not like I'm going to put my hands in my mouth when, at the grocery store. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's simple things like that, that I didn't do anyway. So I wasn't really scared. And I just think like the younger people, especially in Atlanta, Atlanta is an open city. Like, and be out here in these streets, like just doing everything. <laughs> people do not have a care in the world. And it's just like, you question how can Atlanta be so open and it's just people out here enjoying themselves. And then you go to another city and they're locked down and just full of COVID cases. And it's just, it's really confusing to me. So I really don't even know what it is. And I was talking to my friend who just joined. Um, I was talking to her about it. I was just like in her city. So she's from El Paso, Texas. And she was like, COVID is big there, but it's a smaller, it's a smaller city and they don't do as much. So how can Atlanta be a lot more free and it's not as serious here as it would be in El Paso? That's a question that I'm, I, I ask myself continuously. And you know, really Eliza, she's, she's, out, she's Dawn and I, that's our daughter. So, you know, she thinking kind of like we roll. All right. Around here, we don't get all caught up in all of that stuff. Like we don't let that stuff that, that those fear tactics, you know, like again, like Kayla said, yes, COVID is real. I, I'm, we understand that COVID is, a re, is real. People are really dying. People are getting sick. But to the level that they would like you to think, we just don't believe that. And therefore, we're not allowing ourselves to be afraid. Yeah, fear is COVID. Like, yeah. any, like she said, we will take every precaution in terms of the normal precaution that you take during flu season. You wash your hands, or not even during flu season, period. You wash your hands. You don't put your hands and you don't get on a shopping cart and then put your hands in your mouth. But the excessive, to the extent that they're going is excessive. And fear reduces your, your, mm -hmm. your, your immune system and your resistance. And so it's just a, it's just a perfect storm. So people are afraid. 
they are isolated, they're closing their homes, they're not allowed to be exposed, and some people are not even exposing themselves to the normal level of germs that we need to be exposed to in order for our bodies to build up normal resistance. So now you wonder why you get sick. I had to tell my dad that, look, you walk around with gloves and a mask. Let me let you know, when COVID is over and they let you, and the government tell you, you can go out, you better keep those gloves and that mask on because you're going to be sick because you've been in a house for four months scared. So I'm just letting you know, you'll be the one who gets sick after the fact because you haven't gotten any vitamin D, the fact that you haven't had, and you, you haven't exposed yourself to anything. So, you know. And you're right, Kayla and her friends and Annika, they've been out. They've done exactly what they normally do under any other circumstance. They wear masks where masks are required. Um, but they've been pretty good so far. So I don't know. But go ahead. I'm give it back to, uh, to no, Kayla. That's good. Um, Ramil, did you want to add on to that? What can I say? <laughs> 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 they said it all. You know, um, I think it's really cool. It's very refreshing to hear, honestly, guys. You know, uh, that you're even knowledgeable that they're, that they're uh, more than likely are fair tactics being employed. Yeah. But I mean, and stand strong. We got the magic power on us anyway. Yeah. We're the fact we get them sick, don't get us sick. <laughs> so. so, I mean, I'm just saying that, that the reality is, yeah, we have to, we have to understand, we have to be, look inside. That's the reality. You have to go inside yourself and understand what's right for you. And so if you choose to wear a mask, that's your right. That's your prerogative. And that's what you probably need to do. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Particularly if you're not eating right, if you're not healthy, if you've not done these things for years up front, you know, if you've not treated your body right for years, then maybe you should have on a mask and maybe you should do those things. But, um, I think it's a personal, it's a personal um, prerogative, and I, I, I'm I'm glad to be in Georgia. I have to say that. Oh yes, because I can't even. I mean, we're stifled. In, we feel stifled in Georgia because we can't do other things, right. you know. But I'm glad to be in Georgia, where actually there are places we go. We don't even need to have on a mask. Wow. You can sit down, go to the restaurant. Uh, you're fine nobody's stressing you now the waiters and the waitresses mm -hmm. and the staff have to wear masks but you as a patron you don't have to wear masks unless it's after hours sometimes <laughs> you see well, i'm not going to no after hour clubs <laughs> like y'all so i'm not doing <laughs> i don't know what <laughs> if they tell you to wear a mask Wear a mask. <laughs> Something's At one going point, on. I thought it was the alcohol. I was like, I think maybe alcohol just gets you immune to it. Because <laughs> <laughs> the people maybe would be out there. It like, you know where it is, Elinaja, Edgewood Street. Uh huh. So on Edgewood, they have put clubs and different things. Right. So it's like it's it's like it's just people up and down the street on Edgewood. <laughs> right. Young people, no mask. Out going to clubs from club to club and partying and drinking and living it. I was done with you, young folks. Yeah, <laughs> you do it. <laughs> yes, that's exactly how you do it. So I'm glad to be in in Atlanta because, or in Georgia, 
because we're not being forced at least to do certain, you know, to do that everywhere. Yeah. So, so what about this vaccine thing? They look like they're uh, forced uh, uh -oh. operation warp speed. You think this is a, a, a okie doke, like, like the Tuskegee experiment or a, a to, to uh, decrease the population or something of the sort? Uh -oh. I personally, oh, I'm sorry. I personally don't believe that any vaccine is is really that good for you. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. It might be my personal thing, but I truly believe that this little COVID vaccine is going to be, it's something to it. I don't know. It's something behind it that I just don't have, I don't trust. It's a good feeling. I don't have any facts. I don't have any evidence, but I personally don't trust the COVID vaccine and I wouldn't want to get it. Mm. Yeah, I think the troubling thing that's behind it is white people, and we know we can't trust them. <laughs> so, <laughs> no matter of factly, you know what I mean. So I, I, I ain't running to jump to no vaccine. I'm, I'm good. You know, I mean, when you think about the, when you do, when you think about Tuskegee, the Tuskegee Institute, uh, Institute, Tuskegee experiment, there are reasons why people feel the way that they feel about anything the government provides you with. Because it, it, we have gone down that we've gone down this road before, where we thought we were partaking in something that was going to be helpful, and and they were experimenting on us. I mean, and not only they have done this to, they, these things have happened throughout history with different populations. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and so just think about with the Nazis and and how they experimented on um, the Jews, and you know. It's just, they've always done these things. So there, we have reason to be a, a concerned about anything that they um, provide us with. And so, and then on top of that, when there's an incentive, and I'm thinking, I keep hearing that there's gonna be an incentive attached to the vaccine, like an incentive in terms of a monetary incentive, like you won't get your stimulus unless you take a vaccine. Or, you know, I just saw today that, Asia, Air Asia, something like that, said that you can't get on, you can't use their airline unless you have a vaccine. Yeah. So yeah. these are those things where they force your hand. So when it gets to a point where they say, well, you can't drive or you can't get on a plane or you can't get your license renewed unless you have these things, then you know there's something to it. You know yeah. that there's some nefarious something behind why they're making you do that because we should have a choice to do that. And that's not right. Right. What 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 is our foreseeable response to the idea of them forcing it under the means in which certain situations like you just suggested? Do we have any type of gameplay set in motion or thought process if they come down with the hammer and try to force it on us? Is it just submission or resistance or... <laughs> you know what, Alan? I, I I feel a little. I'm a, I'm somewhat. I'm up in the air, so I'm vacillating between a couple of ideas. So part of me wants to feel like, no matter as long as I as long as I'm good with myself, as long as I do the things that I need to do internally to make sure I'm connected to like source, that it doesn't matter what they do, I'll be good. So if I have to take one, I still will be good no matter what. But then the other part of me says, resist. 
you know, don't take a vaccine. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't take don't take a vaccine. Cause I keep thinking, are they gonna say that you can't fly? Yeah. If you don't have a vaccine. And my, for my job, if we get back to normal, I have to travel and I have to fly. So I'm just wondering about those decisions. And then that puts me in a position where, you know, at, to what extent am I willing to resist? You know, and so it's an internal thing. I don't know. I'm not quite sure, but I want to believe that no matter what I do, like, I mean, I already do stuff. I take, it's something called MSM, which is like a, a powdered substance that I put in a tea every day and it's supposed to remove toxins. So I'm looking into things that might, you know, suppress whatever the, 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 the um, any kind of reaction, if I were to take some type of vaccine that I have something to combat it with. So I don't know, I'm not quite sure. Kayla, you want yeah. to touch on that one? Yeah, I'm, I'm nervous because I, when she touched on having to fly for work, I believe that they might make it mandatory for the school system. People work in the school system and I work in the school system. So I've been nervous about it. Once I heard about the vaccine, I automatically was just nervous. Like, I don't want to take it. I said, but it is my job. And I don't know. I, I'm nervous, but mm -hmm. I really don't want to take it any that I can do so that I don't have to take it, I'm going to do, but it is what it is. How about you, Mel? Well, I got so much to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, rebellion all the way, of course, it's not really realistic. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I'm not so much worried about myself, man. You know, I have children, I have grandchildren, you know, and I'm more worried about what they may be uh, injected with. So, you know, rebellion by all means, but I think it has to be a smart rebellion. You know, we can't just be emotional about it because it's coming. I mean, do, everything that you guys mentioned is pretty much the layout of uh, what they want to do, what they're going to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, of course, do the things that you've been doing to avoid the pestilence up until this point. Right. Keep doing all of that, you know, and spread that good love and word, you know. So in case you have to, you in a position where they you feel as though you're forced to, which is a horrible position to be in. Um, at least like you guys said, you'll have something to start pushing that out because we got the power to push out anything that we need to push out. You know, it reminds me of the uh, Japanese, uh, I think it was a Japanese movie I saw them where, you know, they consume small bits of poison to strengthen themselves. Mm -hmm. So we can look at it from that perspective as well. Right. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> but I, I'm really, really worried about, like I can say no all I want. You know what I mean? But I have a 14 year old daughter. So like, how long is she gonna be able to say no and still be an integral uh, member of society? Right. You know, so um, that's a pretty tricky one. But I you say know, fight till we can't fight no more, you know? You're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that so many people, because see, I think what they do, see the media makes it look like we are the minority in terms of the way we think. Um, but I think that we may be the majority. Agree. So I think that we may be able to fight that because I think we're the majority. They just don't want you to, to know that. They want you to think that the minority, that we are the minority who and everybody else, because if you listen to politicians and you listen to people who are, who are pushing this, they'll say stuff like, 
people want a vaccine, people, but who have you polled? I've not received a poll that said, do you want a vaccine? You know what I'm saying? I don't know anybody who's received any kind of information asking whether or not they want a vaccine. Is that an assumption? Um, I know some people would like to have it, but I'm just saying, is that the majority of the people? They can't speak for me because I I don't want a vaccine, you know, so I don't take the flu vaccine. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything about that because I got to go to work tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Have you taken the flu vaccine? No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm anti put any foreign agents in my body, period. Right. I like this body. I had it for 51 years. I, I right. like it. It's been pretty good to me. Right. I think I got most of the stuff beat. Like, you know, um, it's really not affecting me like you guys said earlier. You know, having said that, I do understand that there's a pathogen that's circulating. Yes. You know, and it's circulated to actually, ex- you know, extinguish a certain demographic. It is what it is. You know, um, we so happen not to fall into that demographic, fortunately. You're right, because I keep hearing it's like, if you have O, um, <clears throat> that's interesting, though, because they say O blood types are not being impacted. They're not, um, the death rate is not as high for a certain right. blood type, which is interesting. Right. And, and I don't put it past any of them to target who they want to target. It's almost like AIDS. Like they use AIDS to kind of target a certain demographic. Right. And to yeah, that, that didn't work out too well for him. It didn't work out, but I'm just saying I don't believe I don't I don't put anything past them to do stuff. Oh like no, we're talking about oppressors. Yeah, right. We're talking about his, the historically systemic oppression. Mm. You know, um, <clears throat> I'm not going to even get into that. But <laughs> what would they do? Yeah, right. <laughs> to, to maintain power, right? Yeah, let's keep it a funky thousand. What 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 won't they do? Right. <clears throat> so you know, the fact that they label what happened in Tuskegee an experiment, you know, is horrifying enough. That's true. <laughs> you know, what kind of experiment was that? <laughs> it, it wasn't right. <laughs> wow. And the sad part of it is, <clears throat> men didn't know that they had been injected. Took it home to their women, yeah, their wives. Wow. And children were born. I mean, it was far-reaching, you know, so. That was that was easily one of the most horrific tales I've encountered in history, in American history. Yeah. That just wasn't right. One of, yeah. one of many. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Kayla, did you, it looked like you, you wanted to add something to, to, to all of that? I might have, but I forgot. It's, it's, it, it floated. I don't remember. <laughs> So young. <laughs> you make me feel okay. I forget everything. <laughs> so with that, one of the things that I heard in, in regards to a, a plan or some type of response, aside from crossing the bridge when we get there, one of the things, one of my takeaways from everything I just heard y'all say is that, you know, in situations like these, when you're dealing with an uh, adversary, sometimes their own weapon or their own weight or their own size can work against them. You know, you brought up the whole HIV thing in the 80s. HIV was the equivalent of what COVID is today. It was a whole big scare. They had everybody afraid to have sex with each other. It was, it was just the talk of the town, right? And right. The, the biggest thing was that it, it was a gay disease. <clears throat> I was, it, was, it was coming across. Right. Like, and um, 
And you fast forward 20 years later, back then they were saying HIV was going to exterminate the gay population. Fast forward 20 years later, the gay population is stronger than they ever been. So, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So if right. you, you apply that same theory, you know, them trying to force a vaccine on the public, for one, this could be something, this is something that transcends the concept of race. You could have a group of white people and a group of black people that don't want this vaccine and a, a whole group of non-white people, which incorporates Asians, Indians, and everything else. So it could, mm -hmm. this whole plot could turn around and backfire against them and end up unifying a lot of people on a common cause that otherwise wouldn't have been able to unify with all the division going on in the world. Absolutely. And I, I think that's it 100%. Everything that you just said, I believe it 100%. Because people are rallying behind a common cause. And despite differences, despite perceived differences, people are like, I'm not taking a vaccine. It don't matter what color you are. People have beliefs around vaccines for whatever the reason might be. And I believe that that's what's going to happen. It's not, I think we are the majority in terms of not wanting to take the vaccine. Right. And um, I think that they just, because they can manipulate the news and manipulate media, they are able to put that out. But if you look anyplace else or look online or listen to what you hear, you know, online from other people, most people are not really interested in getting a vaccine. Right, and it seems like um, white folks are a lot less reserved than I see some people in the black community when it comes to fighting certain issues. Like when I go on social media, I'm seeing white folks going crazy about not wanting to wear a mask in the stores. Yep. You know, in the black community, we commonly like, yo, I, if I can avoid the extra trouble, I'm gonna just go right. ahead and on. Where you got right. Karens, you got Karens in the grocery store snap and spazzing out. I ain't wearing no mask. And yep. I remember over the year when we first had the um, lockdown, you know, white folks came out with the guns and marched up on on, on the capital, state capital of their city and said, open mm -hmm. up our barbershops or else. Next thing you know, the barbershops and the restaurants opened back up for a short period of time. So, you know, yep. this could definitely uh, become a catalyst towards um, unifying people against the common oppression and that that's one yep. you know that's one way of of, of 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 dealing with it you know as far as planning for the future preparing ourselves for what do you think you're right you know what i mean yeah what do you think is going to happen in new york because people are out rallying behind that pub right that island right so we gotta we gotta brace ourselves and prepare ourselves for a hard no, we gotta practice that. No, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, mm -hmm. gonna take some, it's gonna take some mental conditioning. For some people, I don't even think they got it in them. <laughs> but for other people, you know, um, some people are willing to make certain sacrifices for their integrity, health, and well being. Right. 